What is up, everybody? Welcome back. Another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders. I am Justin Van Zuden, aka STL Cardinals 84, and uh, we're coming off the Open Championship last week. We've got the 3M Open this week, and we've got a three man booth back in business here this week. So we will be talking about the aforementioned 3M Open. We'll introduce my two co-hosts as well. We've got Mr. Matthew Wiley on one side. Joining us again, you might remember he was on uh, maybe three or four weeks ago with us. So uh, glad to have him back. Uh, Golf Landia podcast. Great stuff. As always, check him out on uh, on Twitter. Uh, Wiley, what's going on tonight? What's up, man? Sorry, my backdrop sucks. I didn't, I didn't prepare for this at all. I got a ladder. That's all right. It's, it's uh, just it's bringing the color. Okay, good. Yeah. No, we'll happy to have that. you back. Thanks, man. <laughs> We've got Noto as well on one side. Uh, Noto, how you doing? Yeah, doing good. Just got back from Nashville. That was a lot of fun. Um, we played a little scramble out there, and uh, my team did better than my DFS teams. So uh, that doesn't really bode well for my bankroll. But uh, yeah, the Open Championship was awesome. Um, the course was, I don't know, nothing seemed really special about it to me but uh, i always loved to open uh and then it ended up being a pretty big weather draw um and it was kind of opposite of what most people were expecting so just something to keep in mind for next year always uh stack both sides of that weather draw yeah colin morikawa congrats to him uh just impressive what he's been able to do in these major championships um at, at his age i mean uh, he's 24. He had a stretch of what 22 consecutive make cuts to start his career. He's got a couple majors, like he's checking off everything on the bucket list at 24 years old. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth charging hard on Sunday and he goes out Morikawa shoots a bogey free round and just locks the door. Uh, really impressive stuff from him. Of course, Louis comes close again and uh, Spieth would have been right there if not for, you know, a little bit of a shaky start on, uh, on Sunday. So, uh, Wiley, how was Open Championship Week for you? I, I wanted to state publicly I have forgiven Daniel Rappaport for his article on Colin Morikawa. He said that Daniel – sorry, he said that Colin was going to not play his irons well, and I think it, I faded him because of that. But I've forgiven Daniel for that article that he wrote on Colin Morikawa, which I think was most – a lot of people who take uh, – who read Daniel took a lot of uh, weight with that. So, I mean, not playing an 8,000 range, minimal ownership, best iron player in the world at a course that demands it is probably a me problem. <laughs> so I will me not too. blame, not, I'll, yes, me and Noto, I, I will not blame him for losing me millions, but he did. Well, that'll, uh, that'll happen. Um, I did was fortunate enough to have Morikawa in my player pool, which uh, salvaged something. But um, I, of course, uh, stuck to my guns at not playing, uh, you know, 30% owned Spieth. Uh, so that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me last week. Noto, how about you? Yeah, Morikawa. I mean, man, it, looking back, it just seems so obvious we should have played him. Um, I don't know how I missed that. I think I was just scared off by the Scottish Open. I think he made the cut and kind of fell apart on the weekend. But yeah, like Matthew uh, mentioned, you know, best iron player in the world. And those greens were so slow. He could just be aggressive with all those putts. And he's one of those guys that has those spike weeks of putting. He's not a good putter if you look at the raw stats. But, um, you know, five weeks, he'll lose strokes putting. And then the next week, he'll, you know, gain six or something like that. So, uh, yeah, and 
the crazy part, he has more wins in his professional starts than missed cuts. Um, I saw that in stat on Twitter. Um, I wish I could give uh, <laughs> uh, know, know who it was, but uh, that's pretty impressive. And I feel for Louis, man, he just uh, he's there every single time and just runs out of gas on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, overall, I uh, thought it was fun. And it's crazy. The season's almost over. We're gearing up for the, the playoffs here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, time flies, of course, and then uh, we just move on to another week. Um, and the Olympics next week, I was kind of surprised that the PJ Tour doesn't have an alternate field event next week, given how close it is to the playoffs. But uh, alas, that's next week. We'll worry about that then. Plenty to get through tonight, and uh, if you're watching us live, we are probably going to breeze through this maybe a little bit faster than usual. Um, maybe not. I mean, we've got a pretty weak field for the 3M Open, but we do have a live uh, NBA uh, show concurrent with the finals game tonight so we that's why we are taping a little bit earlier uh, and why the show might be a little bit shorter tonight but we will still get you all the information you need to know for the uh, 3m open and uh, any other takeaways from uh, from last week's major uh, Stuart sink cratering on uh, Friday Noto I know you mentioned uh, that uh, that hurt some of your lineups as well last week yeah, I went with Sink in Maine. Uh, I think he was in fourth place after Thursday and then, uh, yeah, put up a snowman. So that hurt. Um, my, the rest of my team was garbage anyway. So didn't end up costing me any money, but uh, nothing like a Friday tilt um, when you think you're getting six to six. That was, especially when he's four under. <laughs> you didn't expect him to miss the cut. Two more blacklisted players for my rosters. Uh, Stuart Sink, one. Yep. Uh, Brennan Grace, two. Uh Big he also Stusen. made an eight, right? Yes, he did, Derek. Thank you. Uh, he made <laughs> was a it big... an eight? Yes, it was a big eight. It put him out of the uh, whole tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew that he had a big number. I couldn't remember if it was a seven or an eight, but uh... it was an eight. Wiley, <laughs> um, Wiley, remember? Yes, because my whole thing, my whole enterprise depended on Grace, of course, the sleeper insider, low sevens pick. I love Poulter, but I also love Grace, so I had those two side by side. And of course, Matthias Schwab, but that's on me. But it's big stew sink. I mean, also, also with majors, can we not get more weather created by someone? Right. It, I mean, it seemed a little, well, the U.S. Open as well. U.S. Open just seemed like Farmers National too. And this, I mean, the, the Open in July, it's like tropical now. <laughs> These guys were just pin hunting. I mean, I know they said the pin placement was tough, but Morikawa still shot what? 14 under? 15, I think, was it? Or 14. under? Well, one, one of those 15, two numbers. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter at anyone and, or anything. I'm you fine. know, bogey-free round. I mean, just, a, it, it, yeah, impressive stuff. I mean, it's not what you are. Like, when's the last time there's been an open with 45 guys under par? Um, yeah. Some, somebody's going to look it up and tell me it was two years ago. But, <laughs> um, you know, it just it doesn't happen very often. So, uh, yeah, it's – Birdie Fest uh, continue. We'll continue this week. So uh, you know we've got uh, we got another John Deere Classic uh, lined up here for uh, for TPC Twin Cities. Thank you. Um, saw your tweet about that earlier, and I mm -hmm. kind of agree. So uh, it's it's another TPC course, and we've seen it twice. And the winning score has been what twenty one under and twenty nineteen under, something like that. Correct. Uh, cut line two three under par. I mean it's uh, gonna be another festival of birdies so uh, noto why don't you lead us into the course a little bit here yeah not really a strong course fit uh by any means the fairways are easy to hit here uh they're pretty wide the greens are easy to hit here 
if you look at the top 20 finishers each of the last two times uh, it was played here stroke screened around the green like didn't mean anything toward uh, your finishing position so i'm throwing that out this week you're gonna have to putt well um these birdie fests often turn into you know pitch and putt contests but a lot of the approach shots going to be hit from 175 to 200 and from 200 plus um i don't know what to think about proximity numbers in general but i think that i wish we had a uh, stroke gain approach data broken out into different uh yardage categories i think that'd be really neat uh, but yeah, so I'm just looking for birdie makers. Um, you know, the course is pretty long, 7,400 yards. So uh, distance off the tee certainly won't hurt. Uh, and yeah, just got to make a lot of birdies. Uh, they usually have a stronger uh, take on the course, but uh, not this week. Wiley, you got anything specific on the course that you want to mention? Yeah, so there's a lot of, I mean, A, I think a lot of people are tilted from the Open Championship, so they've become more argumentative this week. And I'm just, I'm just sort of pulling that thread a little bit on Twitter. But I agree with, with uh, Derek. It's a birdie fest. Uh, you had 2019 Wolf won. He had 26 birdies, one eagle. Uh, he's 21 under. And anytime it's in the 20s under par to win, uh, I, it's, it's a birdie fest. Wide fairways, minimal rough, uh, length off the tee and approach. Um, it's it's tree-lined park landedness, Minnesota style. Beautiful conditions. Wind can pick up. The one deciding factor for defense is water. And so you'll see, uh, you'll see a, a contradiction in terms of statistics on this course, right? So if you look at the toughest courses on the PGA Tour stats from 2019-2020, this course, Twin Cities, produced the most birdies out of any course on the, on the Tour roster. And I know that some, like Nicholas Course and La Quinta, you only play twice. I get that people on Twitter, but this produced 2000 birdies, by the way, keen trace and Barbasol for reference produces 114 Eagles, which is like two to three times the average tour stop just for reference. But the other part of this, the interesting part, the contradiction part is that it also produces 150 double bogeys or 37 other shots, which are not like albatrosses or, or, or holding ones or aces, they are, you know, quads. And why is that? Well, there's water on 13 holes. And my argument is, and I was talking about that uh, one great account on Twitter. I, I, I have a terrible memory, so I don't, I can't pull it up. Um, but he talked about guys who play well at courses with a lot of water. And it connected with me because I've talked to a few tour players and a caddy tonight about that tweet is that some players on tour, and he agrees, and they agree, some players on tour, water just affects them more in terms of their state of mind and playing the course. It just gets in their head. I know, I know one player on tour has said, listen, I'd rather play any other course. I, I accept Bay Hill because it's, the water is just in my grill. And so that stat that he put up of, of players who play well at courses with a lot of water really resonated with me. And so, you know, we'll get to the point of it, but I may fade some of the players on the last page of his, his roster. Because two of the players, 25% of the worse than double bogey uh, holes in 2019, I believe, or 2020, 25% of them came from two or three players. Guys who just could not get over the water. Will you forgive him uh, if one of those guys on the last pages ends up winning? 
like you did. No, I'll Daniel quit Rappaport. Twitter. <laughs> I will quit Twitter for the guy who's arguing with me from that one website who's a PGA analyst. No, I'll quit Twitter. <laughs> who's it got to be then, Derek? It's got to be like Sebastian <laughs> Kaplan. <laughs> yeah, well, and now, uh, everybody but, has a vested interest now. It's Bo Van Pelt. That's yeah. who's got to win. If Bo Van Pelt wins, he is yeah. the worst statistically <laughs> on courses with a lot of water. Actually, the worst who's not in the field. Uh, Eric Lynn brought him up in the chat. Ryan Palmer. He said, no surprise, he's not here. <laughs> really? I don't know for sure. but uh, It feels just, like it. It feels, it feels like, like it. Like yeah. it. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it here um, and talk about this field, which is somewhat uh, of a uh, dumpster fire in terms of skill level on the whole, which is not unexpected the week after a major. Uh, but we do have some people coming over from uh, from the Open to play this week. Patrick Reed had plenty of time to get over here after missing the cut last week, so he's fine. Um, no, uh, no thanks to, to my lineups uh, on a week where I played him. That surprises nobody. Uh, but in any case, we've got DJ uh, surprising that he's playing this week, but uh, maybe trying to rebound from last year where he withdrew due to injury during this tournament. You've got Oosthuizen, uh, a little bit surprised to see him in the field as well. Finau and Reed are our 10K plus options on DraftKings. So, uh, Noto, uh, where are you looking with those top four? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't love anyone above 9K. Like, usually I start there and then build from there. But uh, I like a lot of the guys in the eights, and I like a lot of the guys in the sevens. So I'm going to have to eventually go up to the guys uh, at the very top. I think if I'm picking one, I'll probably eat the chalk with DJ. I know uh, that ownership is going to be high. But I'm hoping the withdrawal here last year where he shot like a 78 on Thursday and just uh, went home. I hope that will help a little bit uh, throughout the week. We'll see. Um, I did see another thing about, I think it might've been that same uh, PJ splits um, saying how well people play the week after majors and DJ was like number one in the field, which you would expect given his talent. But I do like that he has played well um, the week after majors. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like Finau. I always like Finau, especially at a birdie fest, um, especially not on a Bermuda greens. And then I don't have a strong take on Reed similar to you, Justin, we never get him right. So um, whatever, we do this week. The listeners should do the opposite. And uh, yeah, I'll save Louie for uh, just or for for Wiley because he was talking about him before the show. Yeah, I know uh, Louie was talking about uh, Louie. Matthew was talking about Louie. So uh, Wiley, what do you think about uh, Ustazen? Seems like your favorite here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I found that in these in these tournaments where you've got to make twenty six birdies or more, um, some of this top priced talent it's tough for them to produce that for the for for the amount that you're investing in them uh i did see that dustin johnson on that list of players who play well on courses with water he was number one not surprisingly he's the best you know number one golfer in the world but um i i can never get read right i agree uh finau obviously none of us can get right i agree the 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 ownership projection at least on lineup hq can I reveal this number? Or is this proprietary? No, we, oh, yeah. we can okay. throw some of them out there. It's I'm new here. I don't know. I, sh I should like tease it out. <laughs> Go sign up for the, for the ownership for Louie. It's 12%. Like in terms of the, in terms of like GJ's 26, Louie's 12. I, I mean, Louie still wants to win in the United States. He wants to win period. Uh, that's probably who I'd be looking at. I mean, if you want a guy who's going to avoid, avoid the big blow-up holes, which is what you have to do here, you've got to avoid the double, triple, 
quad going to drink too many times holes. And I think Louie's the guy that can do that. Louie can win by 10. That's my point. Louie by 10. You heard it here first. Uh, After shooting 30 <laughs> under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, birdie every other hole. And then you get, that gives you room for a few bogeys. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is a bit weird. I mean, you can make the narrative say, you know, oh, the week after a major fatigue and all that. And that's, that's what's contributing to that ownership, you know, being down and his history of withdrawn, you know, it, even though he hasn't done it as much lately, knock on wood, if you're playing him this week, but um, that's probably what's contributing to that a little bit. So uh, otherwise I, I don't have a strong take. I mean, I think any one of these guys is certainly capable of, you know, dominating, uh, but courses like this where you just got to make a lot of birdies. I mean, a lot of times it's just going to come down to who avoids the water uh, as the guys were mentioning and, you know, uh, who rolls in the most butts. So uh, let's go ahead and move into the, the nine K range, which I agree. It just seems a little uncomfortable. I mean, Wolf, I, I know, you know, he won here and it's great, but 9,700, you know, the, he took a mental break and I, I don't know. That's just a lot to pay for Matthew Wolf. Uh, Tringali, you know, his form has dipped a bit. Yeah, Cam Davis, Bubba Watson, like it just doesn't feel great targeting a lot of these guys. Bobby Mack, uh, good performance from him last week. Robert McIntyre at 9K. Was a bit surprised to see him make the trip back over here, but uh, eighth place finish last week. Uh, and he's actually uh, got top 20s in uh, four of his last eight starts and made the cut in all eight of them when you combine his Euro Tour and PGA Tour results. So, uh, Wiley, what do you like in the uh, 9Ks here? So, I've called this range. I wrote this down. This is a branding genius move. I call it the Bermuda Tringale. Oh, it's weak. I like it. It's not bad. <laughs> but you had names in here that guys you want to play but never should play, or if you do play, you never get right. Sergio, Wolf, Tringale. Have you ever played Tringale correctly? You don't play him, he misses a cut. You do, uh, or you, you don't play him and he, and he gets 12 Eagles. Grio, Cameron Davis, uh, Bubba. Um, it, it's, it's extremely diff. I mean, Sergio, what? It, going back to the major side, he missed his last, after his Masters win, I think 11 of his last 14 major cuts. I, I feel like he's in sort of this quasi retirement. I, I mean, now he's close to 10K. At this course, uh, Wolf playing a ton better, but but risky. Uh, Tringale I like, but ownership high. I mean, even the, a lot of the ownership of these guys is pretty high, considering their price and they're sort of mid tier guys to me. Cam Davis, I think he's probably a little too high. Bubba Watson never can never can get Bubba Watson right. Gerald B. Watson. So I don't know about. I'm, I'm going to defer to Derek on this because I can't. This I feel this is just full of the guys that everybody always gets wrong. Right. This that may, like I a, could, <laughs> could be a skip, could be a full skip range. I mean, I, yeah, Noto, you kind of hinted at that earlier that you didn't really like this range either. Yeah. Did, don't love the range. Um, I was, I wanted to get you guys takes on, do you give a bump to the guys that didn't play in the open last week? So in this range, it'd be uh, Wolf. He just withdrew just to practice for this event. Right. And then Bubba had to withdraw because of, Somebody he COVID knew had COVID, exposure. and then Cam Davis, I don't think, was in the field last week. Do you think Although that's he a, was over there? I think 
Cam Davis was over there because he ended as the first alternate. Okay. So yeah, that's he might good have to been, know. He might have been over there. Um, I, I'd probably play – I mean, out of all of them, I would probably play Wolf. I, and I never, ever play Wolf. But it seems like he's turned a corner a little bit. He obviously won here before. He can put up a ton of birdies. I'm not – but I'm not sure the winner comes from this – range you know i'd much prefer playing a little higher uh because i think there's some a little lower that you can bounce at your lineups with yeah i mean you get into the you know the 8ks don't feel as overpriced as the guys in the 7ks because the you know the skill differential among them all you just gotta you gotta fill out the salary tiers based on the odds but there's not a huge amount of difference between some of these 9k golfers on DraftKings and some of the 8k guys so um can yeah, you note it out that i call it the bermuda tringale dude, i really fantastic. regret saying yeah <laughs> no it's permanently in the archives now uh permanently to be archived in the roto grinders youtube channel all right well noto any other takes on the 9ks otherwise we can uh, you can go ahead and move into the 8ks a little bit i mean if you take out the name for every reason people hate playing cameron tringale and then people hate uh people that played cameron tringale <laughs> they call them the tringale slappies on twitter and I just don't get it. I mean, look at his stats. They're just awesome across the board in this field. Top five and birdie or better, bogey avoidance, um, strokes game total, top seven, uh, one of the better putters in the field. So, I mean, I like him. I know he's expensive, uh, but I'll probably uh, have some of him. We've always been playing him pretty much all year, usually in the 7K range. But, uh, yeah, I think he's uh, kind of found some form over the last couple of events. I like Bubba just uh, as a tournament play, and then uh, I'll probably play some Wolf as well. Dipping down into the eights. Um, yeah, I don't think I can play Ricky here. Uh, he seems to just have that one round. Um, every single event where it just takes him out of it. I like Patton Kazire a lot. He's been red hot with the irons. Really good putter. I kind of, I like those guys that can, you know, gain a lot of strokes puttings in the, in these events. Just because if you don't, um, you know, like Keegan Bradley, I think he's going to play well this week. But I don't know if he's going to make enough putts to finish at 22 under par what I think it's going to need, um, you know, to win the event. So I like guys like uh, Kazire. I think McNeely is certainly interesting. He's been a lot better on longer courses than shorter courses. And on easy courses, he's been very good as well. Uh, he's kind of rounded into form two, four straight top 30s. So I think he makes some sense. And, yeah, that's, that's some of my only strong takes there. I do think Luke List is going to be the chalk after back-to-back -to -back top fives. And uh, if I've learned anything, uh, don't play Luke List when he's chalk. It just doesn't seem to work. Mm -mm. Yeah, um, I'll probably be regretting that one this week because I did not expect the ownership to be that high, but I wrote him up and I got to stick to my guns there. So I will, for better or worse, play some. Um, Wiley, your thoughts on the AKs here? Yeah, I, I agree on List. I'm a, we're all huge List fans, but he's, what, mid to late 30s now. We felt like he was 22 and just – coming on the tour but it just seems like as talented as he is I, I don't know if he's just I don't know I don't know if he can win um he looked really really good last week at the Barbasol he can hit it a flat mile um I thought he would win by five even after Saturday but there's something that puts him to stall mode I don't know what it is that uh that having him at 18% ownership is just somewhat problematic for me, but I still love Luke list and, and, you know, how talented he is. Um, who else is, uh, Lebiota 
the ownership. Well, he's in the sevens. I won't go to him yet. Never mind. I did not mention that name. That's all right. Uh, you can talk about him and we can. No, 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 no. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, Herbert. I love. I'm a huge Herbert fan, but the transition from the transition from from Euro Tour to PGA, it's a it's a big leap. His ownership looks really good. Um, he can hit it a mile. He does a lot of things well. He's very competitive. Uh, I just don't know the, the 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 translation from that tour to this one has not been fantastic for a lot of players over the years. Kazire, I'm with you. Kazire puts up a ton of birdies. Uh, when he's on, he's on. Uh, was it John Deere Classic? Yes. Uh, like him and Lebiota was just a show. Eagles, birdies. Uh, I, I love Kazire because he can putt the daylights out. He's just an amazing putter. And I think the ownership, surprisingly, I mean, it's um, pretty good at 11% projected. Here's the one name that you're going to, it's going to make everyone ill. And you know what I'm going to say? Stuart Sink? Rick, is what? <laughs> no. Stuart Sink. Okay. Stuart, I will never play Stuart Sink or Brendan Grace. That may, I don't know if we talked about that beforehand, but I'm saying it again. Gary Woodland. No. Okay. That may also be a never play. It's Ricky, I'm out of guesses. Ricky Fowler. You're playing Rick. All right. Sell us. Look at that single digit ownership for Ricky. Uh, a guy who hasn't, I mean, yes, Saturday was terrible for him at the open. I know that. Sunday, I mean, he was about six under. Uh, he's, he's playing a lot better. Uh, he can make a ton of birdies, especially with his putter. And, um, you know, I just, I feel like I, I just was really shocked at that projection, which probably is correct. Um, I am going to be heavy Ricky Fowler. So, so Tambo and I have tried this, you know, 20 times over the last year. Justin has never fell for it. And uh, yeah, he's just, just loving in, life over here. Breaking right? in all the Fowler bucks. <laughs> I, I shall continue to not play him until he proves otherwise. But. I mean, the field stinks. I, I get it. I, I don't mind Herbert. I, I he's I, I'm on the fence with Herbert. Um, at that, I wish he was a little cheaper, but I think that's interesting in in GPPs. Any thoughts on Fratelli? Any Fratelli thoughts? I'm saying well no last Fratelli. week. Played well last week. He's a bomber, that's about but it. yeah. <laughs> I'm saying no to Fratelli. Okay, no Fratelli. Um, we know that Wiley wants to talk about Lebiota. We can start transitioning into the 7K range. And if Luke List is getting, you know, up there at uh, 36 years of age, uh, I think we could have the next Luke List in Doug Gim. I, I think Doug Gim profiles as, uh, you know, the next Luke List. He's 11 years younger um you know people have talked about him for a while he started to show some upside at times he disappears at times but if you look at the last 50 rounds in this field uh gim is sixth in tee to green eighth in ball striking fourth in strokes gained approach and 124th in putting so uh, if you want uh you know 200 cheaper version of luke list and 11 years younger uh you can play doug gim but uh wiley i'll let you talk about uh lebiota too Okay, so this is the range, obviously, where you need to make your money. Uh, it feels like the entire field is priced in the 7K range this week. There's a 1,000 players here. Um, and you can make a case probably for every one of them. So, Lebiota, if you uh, – uh, 
without projection ownership, projection ownership, I thought Leviota is a name I would really want. And then sub eight, I thought that was pretty good priced. Um, when he played at the John Deere Classic, and he had some luck boxing moments, I, I, I admit that, but he made everything from every distance putting. He is a phenomenal putter. Um, the problem is, is that he's second projected to DJ at 25%. And I'm not sure that's something you can gamble on at that price range, considering the amount of good players below him are at the same price. That would be the only thing holding me off from Hank. Um, I'm not, I'm not huge on Gim. Um, I will jump down to a, a maybe more mid-priced Ches Reeve. I have a, I have a small addiction to him. He's sub five percent. Um, I think he's just amazing. T to green, a very efficient golfer, and I think he can put up a lot of birdies. EVR Eric Van Ruyen. Now he, his form has burned a lot of people recently, and so that what his minuscule ownership projection probably warrants that. But if you do some digging on EVR and why he has connection to this area, it may change your mind as to why he potentially can perform well. So I, I am going to go out on a limb with EVR this week in that range. I mean, listen, I could talk about every player here, Patrick Rogers, Johnny Vegas. I'll talk about one more. It's Haggy. All right. So I've, the other addiction I have is Brendan Haggy. Brendan Haggy hits it a mile. Uh, Brendan Haggy putts really well. Um, again, John Deere classic. If you want to comp this to a birdie course, he was very, he kind of imploded a little bit on Sunday under the lights as the final pairing, but Brendan Haggy is, they always price him wrong at 7.2. And this projection, I don't think he is a lot of risk for your lineups. Yeah. Interesting names in this range for sure. You can, you know, you can get about two or three or even maybe even four of these guys in a balanced type of build. Um, I like Mito Pereira a lot. His ownership is finally coming up a little bit, but uh, he, this was a guy that had three straight top tens on the Corn Ferry Tour back-to-back -back wins. You know, that got him up playing at the PGA Tour level. Uh, missed the cut the first week, and so, you know, everyone kind of forgot about him, uh, but uh, made the cut at the John Deere and then played in last week's Barbasol Championship, uh, which was the alternate field event that we've referenced a few times. Uh, throughout the show and he finished in a tie for fifth game let's see tita green he was uh fourth in the field behind uh, luke list sam Ryder, and bo hogue so uh fourth in the field tita green and lost just a touch with the putter and still finished inside the top five so down the golfer 7600 i will put my stamp on him in that range and then uh, yeah a note on evr Everyone was, was talking that? Who'd about you, who'd this. Who'd you stamp on? Who'd you Mito. stamp on? Mito. Mito. Yeah. I like Circling Mito. the drain killed me last week at the Barbasol because he played Mito. So I like it. I need to learn like more Mito. about him. <laughs> um, Van Royen is an interesting one. I'm glad Wiley brought him up. I probably would have forgotten. But uh, Noto, you remember last year where like everyone was oh, talking yeah. about the the collegiate narrative with EBR and he was like 20% owned uh, like and then, 20 to one. Yeah. And he <laughs> went, yeah, somebody really got him, uh, got him, got the, the momentum going on Twitter and everybody was betting him down. 
Uh, now nobody's talking about him. He's only going to be about 2% owned. And, you know, he still went to college in Minnesota, uh, still grew up in the area despite missing the cut here last year and missing a lot of cuts this year. But uh, I don't mind going back there at similar logic and much lower ownership. So I like that in GPPs. Uh, Noto, you got some takes in here? Yeah, I do like EVR. Uh, I was going to bring him up as well. I love Mito, so I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, his ball striking has just been awesome uh, last couple of events. So um, at a birdie fest like this, I like him quite a bit. Um, I generally try not to fade guys just uh, strictly based on ownership. So I do think I'll have a little bit of Lebiota, definitely not 24% or whatever it ends up being. But, I mean, he's been really good. Uh, the stats all look good, too. I know a lot of it's been short game, but you're going to need that this week if you want to make all those birdies. Um, I like the Doug Gim call. And then funny story about Patrick Rogers got to Nashville. I was all excited to uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook, you know, because um, I we don't have it in Utah. So <laughs> I'm making my bets for the week and I try to do a Rogers top 10 for 45 bucks. And all of a sudden it says it's reviewing it. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Uh, and then I looked a couple hours later, it's 450 bucks. So um, I need some uh, Patrick Rogers top 10 action. Uh, this week. Uh, oh, this is for this week. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, they had to review your $45 bet, you high roller. Um, <laughs> make sure you're not gaming the system there. Other thoughts? It looks like Kyle Stanley's going to get some ownership in this range. Uh, if you're into the Barbasol stats, Sam Ryder gained over 11 strokes on approach last week. I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, but anybody that gains over 11 strokes on approach in a week and finishes inside the top five and he's priced at 7K the next week at the 3M in the week field, uh, why not? I'll play some Sam Ryder at 4% in GPPs. Um, Wiley, you got anything else you like in the 7 to 7.5K range? Uh, I never get Sam Ryder right at all, ever. Um I haven't played him a whole lot, so I'll let you know. I haven't played him a whole lot. I don't I never get him right uh when I do play him. James Hahn. James Hahn looked really good last week. James Hahn had a call. He called the, the pro shop for a caddy last week at the Barbasol, and they gave him a rental uh uh caddy and he, Didn't shot, he shoot a 60? He shot a 60, nearly a legit 59, very close. Um, but James Hahn just barely didn't win on Sunday. I blame PXG, by the way. Um, hopefully it's not a sponsor. The, but James <laughs> Hahn looked – I think he's in better shape. He looks healthy. He looked strong last week. And what is he? He's 7.1. Yeah, uh, yeah James, James Hahn looked good. Yeah, pretty decent stats across the board last 50 rounds. So uh, that's a – it's an interesting call in that range. Some of these guys are really intriguing for tournaments because there's just so many decent plays in here relative to salary that uh, the ownership is kind of getting spread out a little bit. So, Noto, you got anything else you like above 7,000? Yeah, I like Pat Perez a little bit. Just a guy that's pretty good all around. Um, quietly 10th in this field and birdie a better rate. And then I like Bo Hossler. Not a guy that I've played a ton over the years, but uh, the recent numbers are a lot better. Gained off the tee in four of his last five. We know he's a great putter. Um, he has gained on approach in three of his last five. So um, he's quietly turned a corner. Um, I think he's interesting, especially as a pivot off of Kyle Stanley. You know, Hostler's a guy that's going to make a ton of putts, and Stanley's a guy that's just going to tilt you um, for missing those six-footers. So I like that as a pivot uh, in that range. 
And that's pretty much it for me. Uh, Bo Hogue, I think he'll be popular, uh, at least more popular than we have him right now. But uh, he was really good last week at the Barbasol too. And if you're into the FedEx Cup narratives, uh, you know, the guys that have to play well to stay inside the top 125 and make the playoffs, Hogue is right there at 125. Uh, so he needs to have some good finishes. Only one spot behind Ricky Fowler, who's in 124th, uh, if you want an indication of how much of a struggle it's been for old Rick uh, this year. So not that you put a lot of stock into that, especially four weeks out or whatever we are from the playoffs, but uh, just wanted to look and see who was right on the, the line there. And uh, it's Fowler and, and Bohog uh, right, right up against the 125 line. So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, move into the six K's and uh, get ready to wrap it up. We'll have to wrap it up here in about 10 minutes uh, to get to the NBA live betting show, grind the line, I believe it's called. And hopefully you got that right. All right. Nailed it. Um, and before we do that, we'll get our guest, the golfer segment in here. Uh, guess, uh, guess our random golfer punt play of the week. He's only going to be about one or 2% owned. This is going to be a tough guess. I think, uh, last week we had a ton of guesses flying around the last couple of weeks. Um, he's under, I'm going to make this a little bit easier because a we're short on time and, and B it's a tough guess. He is under 6,500 on DraftKings. under 6,500. Our favorite um, punt play of the week that uh, we think could help round out your rosters. Hopefully, we'll do as well as Scott Brown did a couple of weeks ago. So, before we get to that punt golfer, uh, Noto, some of your favorite uh, under 7K this week. Yeah, I haven't done my usual deep dive yet. Um, so, this is a very surface level take for me, but um, I like the way Roger Sloan's been playing. Um, he's a guy that can kind of gain strokes in all facets, he can make a lot of birdies. I don't mind him. Um, Moving down, uh, there's one guy that I know Wiley will bring up. Um, if you did study that, PJ splits um, near water, uh, you know, strokes gain. Um, so I'll let him bring him up. And then Sadoshi Kadaira is interesting. He's been gaining a lot of strokes putting recently, and he's always been really good with the irons. Rates out well in the uh, proximity numbers that I was looking at too. So those would be the guys I'm looking at. But uh, again, I'm not planning on having a ton of exposure to the 6K range. We did have one person in the YouTube chat ask, by the way, about Adam Shank, uh, who we have always given grief for, for finishing, you know, his make the cut, but finish 50th. Uh, he's actually shown some upside his last couple of events and had a legit chance there at the John Deere. So, uh, Noto, I know you've been, uh, you've needled him in the past, but any interest in Adam Shank, uh, who's in the seven Ks, I think. I always play Shank. He's good for a cut and uh, he makes more birdies than everyone around him. So, yeah, I always like Shank. All right, Wiley, who are you looking at for some value picks? You know, I don't – I think I think the the money is in the sevens, and I'm just not a ton I have confidence in in this price range. I think it's priced pretty well this week on DraftKings. Um, I think the one that Derek was talking about, and I'll have to look at his reaction when I say this, is, is it Chase Seifert? Yep. Okay. So Chase Seifert's a Florida guy. Um, I know that, I know that he has come for, I mean, he's top what 10 on that list in terms of guys who play well around water. And admittedly, he's like, I just grew up around it in Florida. So I have no problem with it. I think Chase Seifert comes out or Seifert comes out at, at certain times. I played him last week. I got killed and just has a really, really good ball striking week. Um, so he's one I'd think about. I always think Wes Roach makes a lot of birdies. He didn't do it for me last week. Uh, I'm not going to mention Norman Jong. 
I'm going. Oh yeah, Lopez. we got to bring him up. No, you can, but I'm not. Um, the guy, and I know I've said this a million times, and he's a friend of mine, and he lives in Lexington now. But J- Josh Teeter does not. He makes a lot of cuts. So Josh is extremely good off the tee. He hits a lot of fairways, which you need to do here. He has a lot of narrative if, about you know FedEx Cup points, his tour card, and uh, doing well on tour, especially getting his first win. Uh, Teeter is probably unbiasedly one of the best mid sixes guys who you can count on to make a cut, especially at a course like this. And he did extremely well last week. Not surprisingly, his, you know, it's in his, in his backyard, but uh, I think he could even do better this week. Uh, I could go in on, you know, Cam Percy or Von Taylor. Uh, Lingworth played well last week. Wyndham Clark, I love. I just don't know if Wyndham Clark's a good enough iron player for a course with a lot of water. Um, Duffner played well last week. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's I one of the so I've got Sink on my no playlist, Grace on my no playlist, and then I think I'm adding Bobby Shells, Robbie Shelton. <laughs> if you want the FedEx Cup narrative, I still have the standings up. Seifert's 126, so he needs that's, to move up. That's who it was, right? <laughs> motivation <laughs> he's got the motivation angle uh to move up from 126 there and uh and pass Fowler when Fowler and by the way by the way do they ever get cage lee right i mean cage lee he won recently right yeah and he's six he's always high sixes he's 6.6 this week i mean he's a tour winner and he's a great iron player I, I guess it's just his inconsistency. They just figure, well, we'll price him there every week. It's wild. Noto, you got any other hot takes? Uh, we got to talk about Panda. Um, oh, no. and um, sorry. Um, the winner of the uh, I guess the golfer teeter was the uh, the correct answer there. So, congrats, Devin. It. I'll hook you up. All right, good. Beat boss. Beat boss. But yeah, the Panda, um, I felt like I lost so much money on him when he first came on tour. Uh, we thought he was going to be the next best thing. And then uh, after that, I stopped playing the young guys. So then I wasn't playing Wolf and Hovland and Morikawa when they first won. Um, so yeah, I owe, uh, Panda owes me a lot of bucks uh, and I'll get him back this week. Uh, we know he's long off the tee. He's been playing uh, pretty good on the mini tours, I guess. So uh, he's worth a shot. Where is he? Where's he at? 6,300, I think. 6,300. So uh, I will probably watch that from the sidelines. We'll see. I haven't finalized my player pool yet. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get sucked into the panda, uh, but the uh, Twitter banner will be fun if he plays well. So I, if he's playing well, I want part. I want to be part of that. So, um, all right. Wiley, you got anybody else before we get on out of here? No, that's it. Uh, what, what did I tell? Like Fowler? <laughs> <laughs> Fowler yeah, and Seifert good. have good weeks and uh, and not Stewart Sink. And yeah, good, uh, good show for you guys. I'd have Fowler and Finau. Where to go? <laughs> and EVR. Yeah, there you go. There's your roster. GPP winner for the week. Uh, should be fun, though. Again, another one of those events where it's not, you know, it's not a bad idea to embrace some variance uh, with some water out there and, and plenty of birdies to be had for guys who are rolling in putts. And uh, then the Olympics next week, which is what just 50 golfers i think um i don't know it's not a lot we'll have to see what the contests are offered what the format is and stuff uh for the olympics have not gotten uh, that far ahead in my uh 
research just yet. So we'll keep you posted on our content plans for next week. Uh, but as always, we appreciate you checking us out. Uh, have Devin drop the promo code in the chat. If you're interested in signing up for Roto Grinders premium access, uh, you can get $10 off your first month. Uh, so check out that link, which will be in the YouTube chat. If you are watching us live, uh, congrats to our winner on the uh, guest, the golfer game. And before we go, uh, just a little quick spot here on uh, prize picks. And, you know, it's funny, um, Noto and I independently, if you, if you didn't watch us last week, prize picks is, uh, is a site that you pick kind of over under finishing positions. Uh, or you can do like longest drive. They got a few props. Basically, you're picking over-unders and you can parlay them together. Um, and so Noto and I were looking at these independently. We did not talk. Uh, and, and we came up with the same exact three picks of like the 12 or whatever that were on. We, you know, it wasn't, uh, we had to pick from 12 or 14 different ones. And we came up with the exact same three. So this is your lock guarantee. Uh, we'll probably end up going over three. Yeah. But um uh, I think we had Devin take a screenshot of it. So we got uh, Keegan under 30.5 finishing position, DJ under 17.5 and Matthew Wolf over 27.5. So uh, if those come to pass, good week for uh, Noto and I, depending on how Patrick Reed does. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to take opposite stances on Reed so that one of us gets him right this week, but uh, check them out prize picks uh they've really come along with their interface and uh and stuff here over the past uh, couple of years so uh, appreciate you checking them out and let's see uh devin can get in my ear do we have any uh promo code or anything for them a oh, promo code grinders uh, there it is promo code grinders first deposit will get you a hundred percent bonus up to a hundred bucks um so, and, and you can take, you know, you can take all unders, you can take all overs, there are no restrictions uh, and you're, you know, you're, you can parlay several of them together to, to help add up just as if you were making a bet. So prizepicks.com, promo code grinders. Uh, they have a pretty good app as well. You can get a hundred percent deposit bonus on your first hundred bucks. So that is our show for tonight. Good luck in all of your contests this week. Uh, we will maybe be here next week, depending on how things look for the Olympics. Uh, if we are, probably a little bit of an abbreviated show with the smaller field, but we will communicate that as we go. So stay tuned. NBA live betting show coming up next for game six of the NBA finals. If you're watching us live, uh, check that out. Um, we've got, uh, who do we got on that show, Devin? Keach, Grant, and Dean. On the, that'll be an entertainment value in and of itself for the NBA Finals Game 6. We'll see if the Bucks can uh, can bring it home. Noto, you're the NBA guy. Bucks get it done tonight, or we got Game 7? Uh, my heart says Suns because I want Game 7, uh, but I think the Bucks take it down. All right, you heard it here first. Going to Game 7. Um, I hope. I'm kind of with Noto. I'd like to see a Game 7 and uh, kind of rooting for the Suns for no real reason other than would nice be nice to see them uh, make it a competitive series and, and get it to a seventh game. So for our buddy, Matthew Wiley, thank you for joining us on short notice. We appreciate it. And for Noto and our producer, Devin handling a huge slate of shows tonight. We appreciate all of you checking us out as well. Leave a thumbs up on our YouTube video. If you can helps those algorithms and uh, we appreciate that. So have a great week, everybody. Good luck. And we will catch you later. Mm-hmm.